from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome to the Jack and Spike Show. The mayor of Seattle is going to deliver his State of the City Address, which is a very dangerous phrase to use on terrestrial radio, given utterances. You know when you accidentally combine words? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I see where you went. See, I've got this new policy that I'm not going to lose my job for stupid things falling out of my mouth. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. that one wasn't even on my radar until you put it there. Thanks. It, you're welcome, my I am friend. voted most likely to make a mistake with my mouth and lose my job. And speaking you. of mistakes, Seattle is a UFO hotspot. If they're coming here, they're in for a huge disappointment. But thankfully, we have Ty from Treehouse... For kids in the studio with us because Ty, we did a uh, a drive back in December for yes. Treehouse Holiday Magic, and we interviewed Ty and his lovely mother Rosanna, Rosanna, and uh, who drove because Ty has done a million things in this world but hasn't got his license yet. Right, even yeah. though Ty's been begging us for a Lamborghini, a Lamborghini, I'm working on. It. We're working on it. We have to expense that. The most we could expense today was donuts. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but Ty. <laughs> Ty's joining us for this segment because Ty was like, hey, let me let me get on air with you guys. And we were like, yeah, OK, you're already a seasoned veteran of the uh, of the show. So, Ty, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. You're so welcome. So uh, before we get into the state of the city, which we don't we're going to have to take notes on what Harold is saying. Right. Because he's going to say it's good. I think we should talk about. I think we should talk about Treehouse. I think we should talk about Ty. I agree completely. I, I think that we should talk about uh, Ty. You you operate through Treehouse. Treehouse helps you. It's an organization that helps foster youth. Uh, and your mom has actually adopted you. So, but you're still in. You're still involved with Treehouse, right? Yes. Yes, I am. And in just meeting you, my friend, you're only 11 years old, but you're you. Is care- that right? We got that right. Because you carry yourself like a 25-year-old yeah, just you graduated from you. I'm actually 10, but that's close okay. enough. Oh, wow. Close enough. Okay. Ty actually said, I look like I was 20 years old, which made me very happy nice. because of how old I actually look. And uh, I was the model for the troll under the Fremont Bridge. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> they, they modeled that after me. That's good. So, yeah. uh, Ty, can you just kind of break down for us? You know, we could go into, we could have a big old debate about the state of the city, and, and we could say, well, this needs to be fixed or that needs to be, be fixed. But I'd rather focus on the positivity that we have in front of us. Can you just tell us what Treehouse does for, for you as a, as a youth and everything they provide for you? Um, I don't know where to start. Yeah. But... I mean, I could go with they provide clothing um, when they when new foster kids come in. Yeah. Um, they provide shoes. They want new. They get new stuff. Right. So it can be like bought and then they like donate it to the kids that need it. Um, they did that for me, too. Um, My understanding is that it's, it's like backpacks, shoes, yes. uh, financial assistance, post high school education assistance, education all the way through. All the way through. You, you've got an older brother, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. And Treehouse is helping uh, helps all foster kids in Washington State. Yeah. Make sure that they can go on to as much education as they as they want. They can help them pursue higher education, graduate education, go, you know, apply to college, apply for loans. Apply financing and things like that and find, you know, scholarship money. Right. Treehouse helps kids in the Washington foster system 
like no organization I've ever heard of in my life from the minute kids enter the system until they're an accomplished, successful adult. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, Ty, like in meeting you, you and I've hung out for the last hour walking around the studio. Yeah, and that I, was really fun. And I could not answer a single question about sports, which I am so sorry about. <laughs> we did that's it, okay with me. You did introduce him to G. Scott, though, before G left. <laughs> There's your go-to guy. You want to know anything right. about sports, G's your guy. So... But I, you know, my my thinking about it was my friend, and just kind of walking around and in, in, in introducing you to people was that you know you when I was ten I was unbelievably shy, I was unbelievably I know it sounds you know yeah you overcome well done, but if for you man you were shaking everybody's hands and and hanging out with everybody and I was like this is like this is just amazing my friend because I was like this deeply insecure ten year old and then you're walking around. Telling people that they're wrong for supporting the Cougars, which is <laughs> just an amazing, amazing, I think, amount of confidence, my friend. So, where do you think that that comes from? Where do you think, like, just your ability to meet? How many strangers did you meet today? Thirty people. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Let me give a little there. Purell for those hands, though. You shook a lot of hands today. There's probably a few germs rolling around. This where building. do you Where do you think that confidence comes from, my friend? Where do you think that that because you're just so natural and so you know sweet to everybody? Is that you think that's just kind of who you are as a person? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I love it. So, what do you think about the state of the city? The mayor's talking right now. He's giving a big speech. He's probably saying it's great. I'm curious through the eyes of a, a very charming ten year old who's who's dressed immaculately, by the way. Yeah, came in today came in fully three piece ready, suit professional. I'm wearing a tie and yet tie is putting me to shame. I I look like <laughs> I, I rolled out of bed. What when you look around when you see the city, what do you think is the biggest thing that needs to be changed? Um I think the biggest thing might be there's lots of Lots of accidents, lots of potholes in the road. Yeah. Um, There's roads around here that were that seem like they were built in the 1700s, <laughs> which I don't understand. You know what I mean? They're you, you know the roads that are basically like they look like they're cobblestones. Yeah, you know they're they? like yeah, really bumpy. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. And then there's like the steep hills. Yeah, and what's weird is that for some reason they decided on the steepest hills in East Lake, those roads needed to be cobblestone, and then they were going to just leave them. So every time, I think it's Boylston? Oh, yeah, Boylston's got a, a bunch of Boylston. Every time I go up it, I feel like I, it's like a, it's like I feel like I'm being tortured. Do you know what I mean? It's like an old roller coaster yeah, that chunk, I feel like. It, yeah. <laughs> That's the auto repair lot. You're right, keeping that street exactly, yeah. to wreck your car every time. Right. So do you have any, outside of potholes, because I know that Kate Stone asked you about this, outside of potholes. As just a kid, when you're walking around the city, is there anything that you see where you say to yourself, you know, we could really change that? Lots of homeless people and lots of trash just sitting out. Yeah, that's a big one. And the animals just don't, they're really hungry, so they just don't know what to do. They just go for the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that really that really gets me sometimes when I see, like, this crow or some streets I see, like, a dead deer. Oh. And I'm like, well. We've, we've got to take pride in our city, right? Yeah. As citizens, so I agree with you, buddy. And we got to do more to help people who need help. I agree with yeah. you, man. And, and you know, it's it's funny because there's a mated pair of crows outside of my uh, apartment complex. You know, like they're it's a husband and wife crow. They mate for life, by the way. Uh, yeah, crows and they and, I, and they're basically living in my little area. And I'm reminded every day of kind of the beauty of nature and yeah. where we live and how these two things intersect. And then when I see garbage. It it yeah you know, I'm with you on that one, Ty. When I see these two beautiful creatures of nature, and then a you know 
picking through a, a gigantic pile of garbage. I think that the mayor would probably be very wise to uh, listen to Ty on this particular issue. Clean up some garbage, give some help for the people living on the streets, yeah, and yeah, fix yeah. the potholes. Fix the potholes, please. please. Actually, you know, we could probably get the mayor on the show, and we could probably play this back to him, and we could shame Mayor Harrell and say, look at what you're doing to poor Ty. You're making his ride uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Ty could get the mayor on a show a lot faster than we could. Right, Ty exactly. Uh, Mickey Gomez in the studio. Ty, we call this walk-on music because we're trying to – it's theater of the mind. So we're trying to convince people that Mickey Gomez hasn't been sitting here for the last two minutes and that she actually just walked in. I did. It's like we're turning the page in a book. Right. With sound. So now we get to talk about UFOs because Mickey Gomez has a feature for us about Seattle being, what is that? It's the highest concentration of UFO sightings. Yeah, Washington is the hotspot for UFOs in the country. Isn't that remarkable? I had no idea until I saw the story today. Do you, you, want, know? you want to break it down for us well, by the numbers? Yeah. So according to the National UFO Reporting Center, which is actually here in Washington, Duh. by the way, that did not know, mm. Seattle had 86.5 UFO sightings per 100,000 residents between 2000 and 2023. The National UFO Reporting Center um, said that uh, nationally, the national average, 34.3. Wow. Per 100,000. So it's up. Right. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I reached out to the uh, UFO Reporting Center, Christian uh, Stepien. He and I are supposed to speak within the next hour or so, and I really want to know why. However, I did find out that um, according to reports and some of the things that I've read, Mm -hmm. UFOs are very common in darker places, in places like the Seattle, Puget Sound, Washington area, because, you know, there's a lot of places that don't have a lot of city lights. I don't know, Ty. You ever seen Alien? You ever? You? I've got bad eyesight. As I've aged, my eyes have gotten. I've got some. Uh, <laughs> I've got some myopathy you going have cataracts? on. Cataracts? <laughs> What's going on over there, Jack Stein? You've got young eyes. Have you ever seen anything weird in the skies over the Seattle skyline? Um. Not that you not, recall. Not that I recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I really see in the sky are like really cool clouds. Yeah. Um, I I like. There is um, a question in my head. Yeah. How do you know that it's a UFO? Like That how, was my how question. Do you, how do you see well, it? Well, if it's an unidentified object. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's alien. It just means that when you're looking up at the sky and you can't identify it, is it a is it a bird? Right. Could is be a satellite. A plane? Could, Could it be a, a, a satellite? Space, the space station is seen from, from right. surface. But this exactly. is my thought. So I live in Eastlake. I see Seattle seaplanes. I see the planes coming into SeaTac yeah. on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah. If I was maybe a little, if I was maybe didn't get a lot of sleep the night before, okay. maybe mm-hmm. I had, I don't know. Too much kale that too, day. Too much kale, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit too much sugar. Mm-hmm. I might see those lights and I might be saying to Convince myself, yourself. that's an alien. Right. And then I would go online and then I would say, oh, well, I saw an alien. But I, I think that this speaks more so to how bored people are in Seattle rather than. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe. We look up more right. often than other people. Yeah, basically, because you're like, where's the sun? Everyone's always looking up. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, that looks like Remember that up. movie, Don't Look Up? Yes, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, great movie. Well, something really interesting. In Washington, uh, these are the counties that um, that had the biggest, I guess, or the most UFOs uh, reported. One of them, Lincoln County, mm-hmm. Ferry County, San Juan County, and Klickitat County. 
they were, they had the highest UFO sightings. Mickey, being that mm-hmm. you have a proclivity for for mm-hmm. the paranormal, I feel like you have a you believe in aliens. Yes? Even no, <laughs> I, I I want to believe. Okay. However, I am one of the biggest skeptics Are out you? there. Really? I, I'm I'm very skeptical. Like when someone says I'm psychic, or when someone says I believe there are ghosts, and I'm like, prove it to me. Yeah, well, yeah. you know I, what I mean. I, I personally am a believer. <laughs> And I've told Jack this mm-hmm. before on here. I have seen a UFO. I have. I, I have, have had my. I've seen what I fully believe people. is a UFO. Mm-hmm. What, what you know, we all, we see the lights in the sky and the flight patterns of planes or, mm-hmm. or satellites or whatever that may be in our sky, uh, but we know how they travel. We know they travel in straight lines and they don't deviate unless they make those gradual turns. I've seen the light make a zigzag pattern across the horizon for a good fifteen minutes, continually crossing back and forth, making ninety degree stops or you know one hundred eighty degree stops back across the sky. Really, that sounds yes. like a drone. No, Ty, doesn't here, that sound like a drone? N- not in nineteen eighty two. It wasn't a drone. Okay. Was, I'm telling. Well, here's 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 why they like Seattle. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's that house on on I five. Is that what off it is? Capitol? All, all the neon lights. All the, uh-huh. It looks just like a scene from. Close Encounters. Sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, think, I think it draws yeah. them in, that, that particular house. I was speaking with Sully earlier, and he he's a big fan. And he told me it's because of the volcanoes that we have here in Washington, that they like those areas, and they like to fly over those areas. They've got bets on when they erupt, and they think long term. Right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think you should have done this story, Spike. I you know this all story. this information. I Let me ask you this. If, well, if, if the pyramids mm-hmm. weren't built by aliens, mm-hmm. okay, if you're going to tell me that 3,000 years ago... I'm, or having, whatever, I'm having like right, traumatic that, flashbacks that, that, that right the, now. That the Egyptians had this what? technology to move massive weights of stone and Wait. build these pyramids. Spike. Mm-hmm. Why did they build it? Hold on. Why did they build anything else? <laughs> Why did they stop? Oh, no. How do we know that they didn't build anything else? That was... Is it, where is it? Wait. You, what, so... When I was, Ty, when I, at yeah. my old job, when I did drive time radio, I worked with a mm-hmm. guy, his name was Dave Michaels, and he's one of the best radio guys I've ever worked with in my life, right? Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, okay. he had a beautiful, deep radio voice, but, and he was a really smart and really funny guy, but for some reason, we would, you know, like, we, we would prepare our show, and we would have yeah. all of our stories lined up anytime, and we'd be right about to go on air, he would Google anything about aliens, and then the entire show would become about aliens. Tell me this, Jack. If they're alive, why, why do they keep coming back? Exactly. So it would be. It would be. Why do they always come for trailer parks? It would be because these are people willing to leave the planet. Right. That's why. It would these be, are people with little investment in the Earth. It would be four hours of wall-to-wall alien talk, and so I would be there with my big notepad of everything that we were supposed to talk. Right. About. Well, let's, let's forget about the. Uh, the initiative on streetcars. We're not going to talk about that today. Right. Let's go back to and, Bigfoot check. Right. And so Bigfoot. Spike, just now talking about this, I just got flashbacks to my life 10 years ago, sitting there listening to someone talk. Is there a topic that you find that when people talk about, you just start to fade out into the background? Because for uh, me, it's always Jack's, aliens. Jack, uh, this is Jack. nice way of Jack saying, Spike, you're boring me. <laughs> I don't care about aliens. I mean... Um. That's a tough question. It is. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, what, what, I, I don't, don't think that's like? necessarily fair, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. You it know? Just, it's well, the thing that always gets me is with, is with, with aliens in particular. Because what's interesting to me about this story is one, it's the location, well, right? We're not talking about aliens, though. I want to be very clear. We're okay. just talking about unidentified Fly objects bodies. in the air. Sure. We're, yeah, we're talking about things in the sky. Yeah. Nobody said aliens. It's um, I heard. I've watched some movies about aliens, like animated. Yeah. I've never really been into them because they just look like an egg. <laughs> right. Upside down egg. My head yeah. with black eyes. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Oh, that reminds me of that show with the with the eggs, like the four people with like the eggheads. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, why do they all look the same? Well, because they've seen people. Have, we think everybody came up with the same idea. No, they've seen these. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. They've so, got okay. one on in Area Fifty One. Okay. Right. No, uh, Mickey Gomez, yes. thank you so much. No, for you're so welcome. Us. I'm glad that I could help today. I appreciate your excellent, excellent cultural <laughs> reporting. Uh, time. Next up, Skinwalkers. <laughs> Great. Ty, thank you so much for coming in today, my friend. I really so appreciate welcome. you hanging out with us in the studio. And again, for, for Treehouse, if you want to support kids like Ty, you go to Treehouse for Kids and you can... Dot org. Dot yep. org. Yep. You can volunteer. You can donate. Uh, if you don't have... Uh, this is my grandfather used to tell me all the time. He said, if you don't have time, you give money. You don't have money, you give time. There you go. And so that's the way I've lived my life ever since then. And you get to help kids like Ty, who I have had the pleasure of hanging out with for you know the last hour and a half, and it's just been nothing but sweet, good times, and it it's just an amazing organization to donate to or to participate with. I've talked to those people many times; they do great work. I, they and, do, and that's why we're so proud to to partner with them. I, and I never hear, I never stop hearing people say we should help at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah we yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. all the things that go on in our lives and how many people need our help, and you want to let's let's help at home. There's no better way to help this region than to make a donation to an organization like Treehouse that yeah. affects families that, that you are connected with, no matter whether you are a foster or you know someone who has benefited from what Treehouse does for this community. Ty, you have any final thoughts before we have to get out of here, my friend? Um, yes. Um, I would love to come back again. It's, uh, I really like... What are you doing tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I, like the, I love this guy. I don't have school because I'm on break. Yeah. But... Um, well, that's, t- that's kind of a good thing. I'll tell you what, my friend, you got an open invitation and we'll do a regular segment with you if you want, where you can come on. You I'll, you could even talk about sports, my guy, if you want to talk about and I, and I will pretend to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. One, I, one, one final thought. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So recently uh, I went to a Seattle, uh, Seattle Seahawks winter coat drive for yeah. a treehouse. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. People donated. Um coats um and we got to i think i was talking about this with you jack we got to see two seahawks players i'm not sure if they're still playing um tough game that nfl tough business yeah um and i got lots of signed things i wore my jersey those got signed uh i got an i won another jersey that was signed um, one of the ball, footballs were signed. It was, it was amazing, and I just love Treehouse so much. And I hope that people who are listening can definitely donate when they want to. Um, yeah, this time of year it's it's tough. This time of year, especially when we have a coat. Yeah, yeah, Treehouse yeah. Does yeah. That. That's the kind of like hands-on stuff Treehouse does. Right. Yeah, we so. saw. I saw DJ Dallas. Um, they both of them were really nice, um, and I also saw Chimu Nuosu. Oswana. Oh, these are names that I, 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 I And I followed a team, and I couldn't pronounce the name if you gave me $100, <laughs> which I would then donate immediately out of shame to Treehouse because it's a great team. Uh, listen, yeah. Ty, it was so great to meet you, my friend. It was so great hanging out with you. Uh, we're going to take a really quick break. I Please do yourself a favor. Go to treehouseforkids.org and look at everything that you can do under Take Action. You can host a drive-in or event. You can attend it. You can volunteer. You can advocate for change. You can give all of that at treehouseforkids.org. And Ty, again, thank you so much for joining us for the first part of the show, my friend. We'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back with more of the show when we get back right after this. The Internet can be a dark and often dangerous place. 
Only one man has the courage to go where no sensible person would go. Jack Stein is terminally online. Terminally online. No wife, no children. What is a man to do but to waste his youth on the internet yelling at strangers? Uh, you know, Spike, it's kind of hard to segue out of talking to a nice, sweet kid like Ty from Treehouse yeah. to then talking about terrible, awful things. So I feel like maybe we should put off the Carlson story. That'd be great. But I feel like we need to just keep it positive for a couple of few because, I don't know, you know, I was thinking about the, the mayor, the state of the city, okay. homicide, violence, and mm-hmm. crime, and it's always the same. Any city in America is the same talking point. Agreed. Right? Agreed. We got to do something about crime. We got to do something. It's always the same talking points. But my thought was, is that there is no, we have to do something about it. It's that people individually, collectively make a a difference in their community. Right. Right. So what people often do is they say government bad and then comma, they say now government fix it. And I have been (laughs) right. Yeah. So like, that's basically like saying this. There's a mechanic out there who does awful work, and you always take your car back to that guy, and they do awful work. And so for some reason, you decide, well, do something. Fix my thing, right? Right. Like when, when one of my guitars breaks down or whatever, I, there's, there, or like when I need a guitar built, mm-hmm. I go to Joe Riggio in Tacoma because he's a master luthier. He knows exactly what he's doing, okay. and he's the greatest guitar guy on the planet. The guy restores like 1950s Les Pauls. You should nice. look him up. He's a genius. Uh, I know that because I've worked with him before, and so that's the guy that I go to. What I'm saying is is that instead of depending on the city to do things for you, there's a way to put yourself into the system where you are making a small change, right. which then snowballs over time, mm-hmm. and then people, there's differences start to happen. But Mayor Harrell standing in front of a you know King 5 and Como and Cairo 7, talking into a microphone, ain't going to do anything. Not going to do a thing thing for anybody right but uh, yeah I, I agree with that and i love your it's it's not we need to do something it's i need to do something right. that is a right. very very good way to look at the problems right because it takes everybody i don't you know it takes a village to clean up your village um <laughs> but i would i would say uh, you know i would say that the mayor the mayor has has taken some steps in the right direction as as sure the city sure. And, and and that it's a long we, it, we didn't get here overnight it feels like we did you know, it feels like it, it feels like it went from the city that the, you know the Emerald City, you know the Jet City. Everyone's loving Seattle, the jewel of the Northwest. Kind of still is though. It, right? Yeah, but then the, like overnight, it's become this drug infested, garbage everywhere. Can't go anywhere without seeing crime in the homeless. Mm. That didn't happen overnight. Was my point. Mm-hmm. And we we can and will reclaim the city to the something we can be proud of as individual so, citizens. But it just takes time. But I want to push back against this narrative that the city is in some way, shape, or form, quote unquote, lost. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, I, I, okay. Because when I look around, I see beautiful skyscrapers, and I see that the, the state has the highest median income in the country. Yep. The city has the highest median income in the country. When I look around, I understand that there's lots of blight to look at, right? I, right. I have a very expensive apartment. Spike, you and I saw that encampment that uh, uh, was it's right outside of my apartment. Yeah. I get it. I understand that people are frustrated. But we, there is a fixation that has been taught to people to constantly micro-analyze every little thing that goes wrong. So over time, the smallest of inconveniences all of a sudden becomes catastrophic. I'll give you a really quick example. Go ahead. We were going to do a story uh, that we decided not to do with Ty because he is a young man, and we decided to skip that story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to ask Ty about 
<laughs> drug addicts in a bathroom. Right. right. The, yeah, the story about the bathroom up right. on Aurora Avenue. So yeah. there's, so there's a Krispy Kreme. A bunch of people go into the bathroom. A couple people go into the bathroom. Right. They smoke drugs for 40 minutes. Right. And then all the customers have to leave. And then the police show up. I could take that story as a media person and I could do an hour on it. And I sure. could pull crime statistics. And that would be my thesis statement. You can't even go to a Krispy Kreme anymore with right. your little children poisoning them. I, you know what I mean? I could do a whole hour on it. That is a sickness that the media has given people. And instead of talking about positive things like Thai or Treehouse or whatever it is or how we can actually fix problems, like, you know, I've got problems with We Heart Seattle, but at least they're doing something with it, you know, yeah, despite yeah. my issues with them. If you're not doing anything about it in the sense of engaging with some kind of solution, you will live in the problem. And that's what too many people do in Seattle. They live in the problem of it as opposed to thinking to themselves, you know what? I am going to volunteer or I am going to go do something or I am going to go volunteer at the Boys and Girls Club or whatever it is, right? I mean, right. Spike, you do, you, do, you do charity events all the time with your band. You Constantly. I mean? um, and, and I've been involved in various charitable organizations for the last 30 plus right, years. Right, exactly. There's, there's something of, in my mind, something of responsibility when you get to do something you love for a living. If it's got the ability to motivate people, to activate people, you you kind of have a responsibility to use that. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, this this business on Aurora, the Krispy Kreme on Aurora, I, I feel for the business there. I mean, the, and it's not, I mean, Krispy Kreme's a national franchise. They're coast to coast. They're, you know, killing us with love, basically. <laughs> but there are small businesses. The story that that we were referencing, you know, the employees were, were told not to speak to the local news station. We're told you cannot, you know, don't don't talk to don't talk to Cairo Seven, you know, you, you just we can either confess sorry it's me. Jeez, you can either, whoa, you can either Spike O'Neill breaking the number one rule of broadcast rate. Who is yeah, that, Spike? That's uh, my dog groomer. White that... fur, white problems right here. First world white problems. <laughs> my dog groomer's calling me. <laughs> Why is your? Do you have to get that, Spike? No, I, I mean, don't. It's basically gonna... like oh, it seems like an emergency. Yeah, we're gonna have like a talk. Who's been a bad groomer? <laughs> Roll up that newspaper for me. Now, my point, my point being this: you know, <laughs> the the people interviewed in this story were small business owners on Aurora. Right, who have people sure. who have customers say we can't come back anymore because because what's happening in the streets in front of your business? You know, I, I and I understand that, but that's like in my mind. And t- please tell me what you think about this. That is a, about ten percent of the real issue. The other ninety percent is how do I then operate within a community mm-hmm. so that I can improve it? If it means not going to Krispy Kreme, I won't go to Krispy. There's a reason why I don't go to the the Whole Foods downtown. Is because every time I go down there, I've got three Vin Diesels checking my bags to make sure that I certainly did buy kale and honey crisp. Right, right. I hear and I'm you. not, I hear you know you. what I mean? No, There's I hear a you. reason why I don't do it anymore. What I'm saying is that there has to be a way for people to say, uh, these are the things that I find distasteful within my community. And so this is what I choose to do with my time in order right. to improve it. I hear you. I'm going to go to a business yeah. that doesn't allow people to smoke drugs in the bathroom, right? But, well, not the Krispy Kreme. They they lock their bathroom doors. They, they have to have a key to get in. That's somebody, what I'm somebody bought a donut, helped right. themselves to the facilities and locked themselves in. I feel I feel bad for not just that, but all these businesses. And for the people who feel like they can't go to these businesses anymore, to Jack's point, you know, if your community has gotten to a point where you don't want to, you don't feel safe or, or comfortable being there, step up and do something within your community to so make saying, sure this problem has a solution, not just a finger point. But don't do what Laura's landlord did, because there's this thing that happened over the week. Basically, your recycling is a mess, according to the Seattle Times. They say AI could help. No thanks. I've got two hands already, AI. I can sort <laughs> glass. But will you, is the question. I certainly will not. And so <laughs> Laura's landlord did this thing. It is a major social faux pas, and I'm not even sure if it's legal to do this. Let us discuss when we get back right after this.
recycling is a mess, AI could potentially help. But I refuse to adopt the robot menace. The Seattle Times has been peppering in these AI stories for the, yeah. for what the last year. Ever since they brought in that AI reporter, I'm not buying generating it. the stories himself. I'm not buying it. There, you guys. I'll tell you what. There. This is what. This is all a big ruse to try to get us to accept Skynet. You understand what I'm saying? Mm, okay. People are going to think I'm joking about this. Why are we talking about AI so much? Why am I getting push notifications about AI? I don't need AI to do things for me. I have a brain and eyes and hands. I make think. Think happen. <laughs> no need think from robot. Okay. Jack man, okay. not robot. It's a very simple idea, right? But for some reason, the Seattle Times is saying that my recycling could be fixed. My recycling problem, whatever that means, by a robot. Now, let's well, think about this for like two seconds. Okay. No. <laughs> That's our show, everybody. <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, as the guy who far too often has to speak up for the slowest kid in class, mm-hmm. let me just say this. Um, recycling can be more difficult than you think. I hate a lo- you. A lot of people really don't understand this. which little triangle and what number inside means I can or can't. If they're it's resi- they're resins in the plastic. I, I'm, I'm with you. you got a big wrinkly brain. Not everybody was in the front of the class. Not everybody graduated Cum laude, or at Spike, all. I got my GED. I dropped out of high school twice. Fair enough. I have the record. <laughs> I have the record at my high school for the most days missed in a school year. I have the record, <laughs> the all-time high score. You know how many? Nobody likes a braggart. You know how many that, days there are in a school year? <laughs> Too many. You know, Lord, you know the answer. One hundred eighty. It's like one hundred eighty days. Yeah, 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 Do you know yeah. what? How many days I missed of my my junior year of high school? Let's hear it. One hundred days. That's no right. Way. One. Hundred of them, still a B student though. Still you, a solid why, B. And you wonder why recycling is too challenging for you? No, I hate it. I hate this. <laughs> so, Laura, you, your landlord went through your recycling over the weekend, and do you want to prime? So you're sitting there. I'm sure that Fernando was over, correct? You're, well, so I, I was actually out of town. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, so break so this story down. I did down get for to. Us. I, I was, um, I was in Powell's. I had or so. Okay. I'll, I'll start over. I thrift all my furniture, right? I think, I think I've talked about this before. Thrifting? What is this word? I've never heard of this word before. <laughs> it's called buying secondhand, Jack. Is this thing, secondhand? thing that people do when they don't have money? Not have money? <laughs> it's also the consummate way to recycle. Recycle? Right? It is the Re-giving furniture recycling, new life. Is yes, exactly. I just burn all my garbage outside of my neighbor's <laughs> apartment. Anyway, so, you, so what happened? Anyway, this is a new job, right? I have a little bit of money now. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. So I decided to buy a new piece of furniture. Okay. As the first piece of furniture I bought in years. And it came in packaging. And I broke down the packaging. I put the styrofoam in the trash. Mm-hmm. And I put the box to the side of the recycling. It was a huge box. Right. 60 inches. Right. Shipping container. As yeah. taller than me. And I put it to the side of the recycling. I didn't break it down. Okay. This is where <laughs> this you went is, wrong. This is critical to the This story. is where you went wrong. And then I left town. Mm-hmm. And my landlord, well, her property manager, came over, saw the the single 60-inch tall piece of cardboard mm-hmm. and said she just couldn't look at it. A she blight. Could, she, a blight. On the community. She, she couldn't shameful. look anywhere else. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> this little brown <laughs> section of hell right there next to the beautiful building. She was so, so she went through your recycling and your garbage. She went through every... Well, so it, we share recycling garbage with four other units. She went through everyone's 
threw it all in the driveway and then went and knocked on the doors of every unit, holding based on the unit number of what various things in the trash and recycling. Okay. And I said, I know this is yours. And I was the biggest culprit because I had the biggest thing that had my name on it. So did you, when you guys called the mental health hospital and let them know that they needed to come pick somebody up, were they amenable to this? Did they say, oh, we'll be there? In <laughs> she was long gone. <laughs> okay. Oh, she already fled. Because that, a description. So, okay. So am I wrong for thinking this is crazy? Or is crazy. should I just be breaking down my boxes? No, no. This isn't, that's what she, an insane person does. And she also left does. everything piled outside of the trash. Right. And then my roommate had to go through and actually sort everything. So when I was a young boy, this is how I know this is crazy. My friend, uh, we'll call him Michael. He, his mom was very, very wealthy and very, very kind of hoity-toity. And so her house had to be immaculate at all times. And if he left a dish in the sink, rather than her saying, my beloved son, would you mind going and and washing that dish? She would take all of the dishes out of the dishwasher that were dirty, and she would leave them in his room to punish him. He no longer speaks to his mother ever because she's an insane person, so she drove him away. So I say that to say this. That... That mechanism in somebody's mind is mental illness. That's not a rational person says, hey, would you guys mind like being a little bit more? Hey, listen, we've been fined numerous times as a a property owner. I think what's frustrating is that she did not speak to us like we were all adults. Right. Paying rent. Just like Michael's mom. Just like Michael's mom. Just like your property manager's parents did to him. Exactly. Right. It's all rolling downhill. Speaking of rolling downhill, by the way, former President Donald Trump was ranked as the worst in U.S. history as presidents go. And this is wrong for a number of reasons. Didn't he come come in 47th out of 46? He did. It's a conspiracy. So now the trolls over at this survey are forcing me to defend former President Donald Trump, which I will do and will be happy to do because this list is garbage. On top of all of that, Tucker Carlson has tried to convince everybody that he's an everyman, but I Googled him and he's not. Okay. (laughs) He's not at all. We're going to talk about it when we get back right after this.